smiling because I like this exercise. Let's figure out, or actually who here is actually running a business right now? Actual therapy business, couple of clients here, a lot of clients coming in. Cool, let me click through, keep your hands up. I just want to have to click through these screens. Yep, 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 cool, awesome. All right, um, who here is just at the start of their business? Okay, just launching. Who here feels like they have no time to do a business because they're so busy doing everything else? Everyone should put their hand up, okay? What I want to go through is something called weighing up your tasks. Weighing up what are called CGAs. We refer a lot to these in a 100K program, which is client getting activities. For the majority of business owners I speak to, I say they're so goddamn busy. They've never got time for anything else. Excuse, excuse, excuse. They don't realize where they're capitalizing on their time. They're watching TV. They're going for that third haircut in a week to get away from not doing any work. They're doing all of the things that amount to not getting clients. There's actually only very specific tasks that'll actually bring clients into your business. Who would like to know what those tasks are? But also who would like to know what to get rid of in your routine, no matter how much you love it, but is wasting time. You guys happy with this? So um, we're going to work on this worksheet. This worksheet is in the group, guys. There is a folder for it. Um, I think Fritz tagged it to the, to the top. We'll give you access to these later anyway. The first one I want to go through is 100K CGAs. Where are you earning? Okay. Um, so it's a one-hour tracking sheet, guys. Why does it look like that? Okay. All right. Can you guys, just someone let me know that you can see this worksheet, guys? Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. All right. So we're going to go through this. We'll go through all the details and then we'll come back and we'll do a big Q&A and we'll do the worksheet together. Okay. So this is really personal development if I was going to give you something. Okay. Take an average, we'll call it one hour working tracking sheet. Take an average work day and write down every activity you did for six, eight or 12 hours for that day. Thoughts are also things that you do. So thoughts are included, an example of this, if you sat about for about two hours wondering what people would do or say about you if you did a Facebook Live, that counts as two hours of your time, all right? So what I want you guys to include, whether you're starting business or not, we're going to include all your client getting activities, like I did five minutes on outreach, I made one YouTube video, then I watched Game of Thrones for 11 and a half hours. We're going to be really honest here. How many breaks you had, how many meals you had, how much TV you watched, exercising, family time, picking the kids up from school, sleep time. I just want to get a, a schedule of your entire day so we can pick apart your day and work out how to optimize it better. Okay. So you can use yesterday. I'll actually do it before this training. Just try and pick a typical day just so I can see what you guys are doing throughout the day. And I'll give you an example of mine and do all that. All right. So you just want to write down below each activity from the time you woke up, what you did for what you had, or when you had breakfast, how much time it took. Then you uploaded five videos to YouTube. Then you took three hours off to go shopping, get a haircut, an hour to go swimming, four hours reading romance novels, and five minutes to pick up your kids. I don't know what people do during the day. Now, again, I come from a place. I'm not married. I don't have a girlfriend. I have no kids. I live alone. So my day is pretty much optimized. But this is an exercise I do weekly, if not monthly, 
to try and find where am I wasting all my time? So my, this will be especially helpful for you as well. For all the trainers in the room, start thinking about how you can optimize this in regards to your launch as well, okay? So let's just get an average. Excuse me, guys. I'm just going to close these doors because there's a lot of noise. If you have any questions, yell them out. You have to be really honest with yourself. Scott, did you say you still do this exercise regularly even at this point in your business? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I waste a lot of time. I get a lot of stuff done, but I also waste a lot of time. Like today, I'm going to waste about three hours because I have a family dinner. Don't tell my mom I said waste, but I've got to put up with that. There's other things I could be doing. So you got to shuffle those things. Okay, It's like ultimate hermit mode. Like an example of this is I used to go grocery shopping, which takes, I don't know if you guys are these people as well. You say, I'm just going to get one thing. I'm just going to whip to the shops. Hour and a half later, you're still there. Two trolley loads. I'll stop and have a coffee. My sister is a manager, one of the main managers of the big grocery store I go to. So I get caught talking to her. Stupid. I've, it, it's weird when you optimize things this way. So what I started to do to stop wasting that one or two hours per week, which doesn't sound like much, but over a month and a year, that's a lot. I now get groceries delivered to my home. Okay. I'm not saying you have to be as extreme, but that's what we're going to start optimizing, guys. Okay. So I'll bring everybody back just so I can see everybody. Okay. Has everyone got that down? A rough idea of what their day looks like? Who would agree? Let's be honest. Put your hand up if you know you waste a lot of time doing things that really amount to your goals. Okay, and we actually did, I should actually put this at the start. Please as well, write down your goal in the context to your day. If your goal is to do 10 grand a month, write that down. If your goal is to find uh, a new husband, I don't know, write that down. Because all of this stuff can amount to what you're doing towards that goal. For you trainers, the first launch is 10 grand for the month. Whatever it is, I want to create my first online program. We should have a goal to go towards and we can work backwards. We should have started there. And why this is important, optimizing our time. And again, I'll talk a lot about Elon Musk today because he is an absolute idol in my eyes. Um, he talked about, I'm not saying this is healthy or have to do this. And he's got 10 kids, so he can't use kids as an excuse. Uh, working seven years straight, seven days a week, 18 hours a day minimum. But that's extreme. And people go, well, that's not healthy. It's mindset is this and this. There is the reason why he's the richest man in the world. I don't care what people say, what arguments they have, what they say about this. Inputs and outputs, that's all life and business is. Okay, you look at any professional athlete, it's inputs and outputs. Professional bodybuilders, inputs and outputs. Professional businessmen and women, inputs and outputs. There's no magic rule to this. There's no magic curse. There's definitely no mindset shift. Does that make, we're going to just base it on that. So if you just bear with me with that concept for today, 
it'll help long term. Okay, everyone got a rough day of what it looks like? Looking at your list now, is there a lot of wasted time towards your goal? Now it's up to you, and I'm saying this jokingly, um, what you call wasted time. If family time's important, that's important. I'm more than happy with that. If going for a coffee with friends is not important, but you say it is, we're going to get rid of these little things. Now it's not when you do it a day here or a day there, it's how it adds up over the years. You know, people tell me I have to watch the last season of, I don't know, another TV show other than Game of Thrones. I don't watch TV. It's the only one I can think of. I have to watch it, Scott. No, you don't. You've just convinced yourself you do. And it might be just an hour here, an hour there. But if you add that up over time, that's many, 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 many hours, plus all the other side benefits that come from watching TV and all the health issues and all the distraction that adds up over the years. Does that make sense, guys? We're going to get pretty ruthless with this, okay? So here comes the fun part. Let me, I'll be curious to see how much of your list is on the list that I'm going to tell you not to do anymore. All right, so from there, we're now going to look at the 100K CGA's earning metrics. We're going to weigh up your actions, the things that you do, and give them a price, a cost, of either what it costs you financially or what you could gain from it financially. This will now give you clear proof of where your time goes and how much you are potentially earning. Now, this is crazy when you're honest. Um, for people that do this honestly in business as well, it gets pretty much to the point of what they're earning because of all the things they are doing correctly or all the things that they're wasting time on. All right, here's an example. Here's what will cost you $1,000, cost you $1,000 every time you do it. Complaining, jealousy, blame, old stories, and overthinking. Who would agree that a lot of their day is going through that? That used to be me, okay? Worrying about what other people think about you. Or if I say I'm gonna launch my business, what are people gonna think? Or my hair's not right, but I know I have to do a YouTube, a YouTube video, I'll do it tomorrow. The lighting's not right. Or if people see me doing organic outreach, are they gonna to complain to me and tell me, don't message me? Opinions from uh, people that are broke and failing. This is a big one. I tell everybody this and it's your choice, aside from our group, of course, get out of all those other uh, uh, therapy, NLP and coaching groups. If you find it's just a whole bunch of people complaining about things, put, tearing each other down, calling people out, giving crappy business advice. And I always find that crappy business advice comes from people that are not successful. That is not a criticism. Please go see this for yourself. I purposely wore my business suit today, which is an old gym jumper. I do this on purpose because everyone says I would make more money if I wore a suit on camera. I don't care. And the people that tell me that are the ones working part-time jobs, the people that are just being certified. So I'm not going to listen to people's opinions. If Elon Musk told me to wear my hat backwards, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to listen to him because he's where I, 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 I strive to be as far as value. Does that make sense, guys? the trends this is a big one who here has gone from like having a business model to all of a sudden funnels became a trend you jump on that then this new website you jump on that this new training course aside from this one you jump on that and you keep chopping and changing between all of these different systems and your business just implodes and you end up doing way too much negating away from the things that are actually important niche jumping one week your anxiety, the next week your weight loss, the next week you're selling 
vegetable juices. The week after that, you're a personal trainer. The week after that, you're a psychic. Jokes aside, it's what a lot of people are going to do. Taking courses from people that, who are at your level. This is a big one. What do you expect to learn from somebody if they're not a slight, a higher level above you? Okay, that's what I always say. You're always striving to take what you want to do and become so goddamn good at it. So you just keep um, uh, pushing that ceiling above your student's head. It only has to be one small thing. And you keep building upon that one small thing. I'm not going to listen to someone who's not successful tell me how to run my business. And we get this all the time. You should go do this. You need to do this. Show me some proof of that. Okay. Sitting in Facebook groups, comparing therapy skills. Okay, that's a big one. Arguing in Facebook groups, eating junk food, drinking alcohol, not sleeping, Netflix, Foxtel. This is a big one. You are going to lose $1,000 every time you do this, creating logos, websites, funnels, business names, URLs, professional headshots, sleeping in on workday, staying up late, cause and effect, deciding what to have for a meal each day, events, networking, business cards, free sessions and pro bono, conclusions as to why your business is not successful. Conclusions as to why you have money blocks or even believe in money blocks. All those conclusions will get you away from doing the things you need to do. Uh, listening to gurus because of their status. This is a fucking huge one. I'm including myself in this. Just because I say it is so, please go try it and practice it and get proof for yourself. I used to listen to all the big gurus and what they told me was just verbatim in my head. And a lot of people get stuck listening to a lot of these gurus with no actual proof that it's working. And a lot of their time gets wasted. I'm not saying don't have gurus and mentors. I'm saying, I say this all the time, watch what they do, not what they say. So you have a guru that launches a mindset course and said, all you need to be a millionaire is my mindset course. But that guru is selling their course through Facebook ads and YouTube ads, Instagram and all of this stuff. Well, if that's the case, why wouldn't you just take your own course to be a millionaire? Do you see what I'm saying? Watch what people do, not what they say. Don't listen to gurus just because of their status, their social media following. We call this uh, using analogy, which is logic, not emotions. Like they're on stage, it's glitz and glamour, and they look incredible. And they tell you to do one thing, but they're doing the opposite, okay? Joining another course that regresses your skill or adds complexity. Hopefully you guys realize we took all the complexity out of therapy, okay? Getting more certified just because. Making business about you. Selfies, stories, attention. Get away from that. Multiple products, multiple services, multiple funnels, multiple websites, multiple prices, multiple currencies, multiple, multiple, okay? Looking for instant gratification and results instead of long-term. Mistakes, uh, mistaking symptoms and root cause in your life and business saying, I can't get clients or I'm not rich or I'm not happy because, and you go fixing your own symptoms instead of finding what is really root cause, ignoring cause and effect. If I stay up late, what's the effect of staying up late to watch Game of Thrones? It's good at the time, but what happens the next day? Okay, your emotions are out of whack. You're tired. You need more caffeine. You probably need more sugar. You'll crave carbs, all those things. And you get that sugar spike up and down. And it might take you five days to recover just from that one late night. That's five days of being very inactive in the business and doing the things you're supposed to do. Okay, now let me bring everybody back. Let's be really honest here. 
Who found the majority of their, those things on that list? Okay. Who can see other things? And that's only a small list that you can see, wow, that belongs exactly in that list. What do you guys see as being the biggest problem? Is it the overthinking? Is it worried about what people are thinking about you and not knowing what to do? Where do you guys see your biggest issues? Just yell them out to me. Let's see if we've got that list right. Not knowing what to do. Not knowing what to do. So how do you spend your time? Just thinking about it? Worrying yeah. about it? Yeah. Overthinking. 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 Trying different techniques and tactics. Yeah. Worrying about a website. Worrying about a website. Oh, yeah. Worrying about, worrying about marketing. So everyone can see that list, think, shit, I'm losing $1,000 every time I do that. And that's the way I used to be too. So I was broke. Couldn't get, I'd get the business running, then I'd self-sabotage, jeopardize, whatever you want to call it. Everything would start going backwards. All right? So the first thing we have to do is look at your list and anything that stands out in that list or is very similar, you now have to start optimizing these things and almost do the opposite. We've got to take that out of your daily routine. Now, if you're sitting there for two hours every single day, seven days a week, every month, every year, flicking through social media for the first two hours, I don't know what the maths would be. What's that? 14 hours a week times four times 12 times two years, three. That's a lot of time, wasting time. Do you see the cause and effect of that? Okay. So let's say, for example, I had a choice to do a YouTube video where it was rough. I stumbled over my own words. I was umming and I wasn't quite sure what I was talking about, but I was sort of onto something or watching an Anthony Robbins motivational YouTube video. Which one would make me money and which one's going to waste time? Who would do what? Who would do the Anthony Robbins thing? Good. Me. Yeah, <laughs> so at least you're honest. Okay. We want to do the things that are going to turn into paying clients. And I mentioned very carefully websites do not get you clients headshots do not get you clients okay business suits unless it's a nice one like this one do not get you clients what you call your business does not get you clients arguing with other therapists about what technique is best or what school to go train in and blah blah does not get you clients would you guys agree with that but that's what we're told to go do we're told to do the logos and the the colors and the websites and the funnels but all you have to do is take a step back and look at the majority of the industry. If everybody's doing that, why isn't everybody rich and successful? Would you guys agree with that? If you want to know who those unsuccessful people are, go into the Facebook groups and see the majority, how they're all struggling. But the ones that are struggling are now the ones that want to turn around and tell everybody what to do. It's ironic how people do that. Opinions don't matter. Okay. So now we know what not to do. Let's figure out what can we do or what should we be doing? to be earning $1,000 per activity. And this is just an overview, guys. This is all covered in the program, in the 100K. So if I chose, okay, what are my activities I'm going to do to earn $1,000 per day? And then we're going to go to, uh, sorry, $1,000 per activity. Then we're going to go to $10,000 per activity. This is where I'd concentrate my time on. And this really is the very definition of the start of any one-to-one -one business. Course business, training business, a little bit different. But right here is what's important. Daily and planned CGAs without thinking. Eight o'clock comes organic outreach. Nine o'clock comes YouTube video. 10 o'clock comes send out my email. 12 o'clock comes do my Facebook live. There's none of this. Oh, I don't want to do it. I'll do it tomorrow. Finding a schedule and having a daily planned schedule that you stick to religiously 
will make you more money than any fucking mindset course will ever give you that any other course will ever give you having a routine that you stick to religiously including your family time taking the kids to school all of that stuff but having something to stick to keeps you accountable and i would say that's one of the biggest reasons why business owners in general fail because they don't have a plan to stick to it so sort of like i wake up in the morning and figure out what to do in the morning okay as soon as that alarm goes off feet on the floor get into your work day if you need to have a date night with your husband or wife, have it scheduled in there. If it's not on the list, you're not doing it. But that's just as, as extreme as, it, as you want to take it. Symptom hunting. To find my niche. Building my audience. Uh, having a VA do symptom hunting for you. Having a VA, a virtual assistant, building your audience for you. Outreach on all platforms. Oh, Scott, I don't want to send people messages about my service. Why not? It's not going to kill you. And the people that do do it will steal those clients from you. Okay. Booking and taking strategy calls, refining your niche and offering your MOS over time. MOS, which is minimum optimum service. We'll talk more about that next. Getting your therapy skills and time down with clients to the least amount of time, the least amount of effort from your clients and the least amount of quote unquote sessions effort put together. Not selling packages and programs and mentoring and all that sort of stuff. Content creation, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, blogs, whatever you can think of, anywhere your clients are, you need to be uploading multiple times per day. So we have it as I set my alarm on my phone, 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12, 3, and 6, so five times a day. As soon as my alarm goes off, I post something. And it's not just in one place. It's across all my social medias. If I count, we've got something called inputs and outputs. If I do something that's an input, the output of that hopefully is a paid client or something like that. If I press upload on YouTube for my YouTube video, that's one input, right? I could then take that same YouTube video, upload it to Facebook. That means I've done two inputs. I could also upload that same video onto Instagram. That's three inputs. See the maths there, guys? We get close to 12,000 inputs per year close to a thousand per month. And then everyone starts the argument. You don't need to be a full-time marketer to be a full-time therapist. Good luck. 80% of your time should be on the marketing, 20% of your time with clients. That's why we teach you ACH. But everyone does because their prices are so bad. 80% of time with clients, 20% of time on their marketing. That's why they see ebbs and flows in their income. Okay, and we'll talk about the metrics and the maths. We're going to do that today as well. One-to-one one services or groups or even like an online course, eating, sleeping properly, exercising, meditation the same time every day, set it into your routine. If you do journaling, put it in. If you do exercise, put it in. If all in all you took from this exercise, guys, would just be one thing that I recommend just to start putting yourself on a schedule. Go to bed at the same time every night, wake up at the same time every day. Even if it's on a weekend, who cares? Why would something small like that have long-term effects on your business growth and also your personal growth? What do you guys think? Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if anyone's familiar with um, Andrew Tate, but he explained this really well. When a rocket's taking off, it doesn't stop midair and go back down and start all over. It just like keeps on going till it breaks through. So it's, I imagine it's the same thing with your business. Like you just kind of have to put your foot on the pedal so that it actually takes off. You're right. It's 
you put your foot on the pedal once you commit to it and you do not stop. Do not stop. How extreme you want to go with that is up to you. If you want to do seven days a week, go for it. If it's just five days a week, go for it, just three. But when it's work day, it's work day, okay? Now, as far as going to sleep and waking up at the same time, beyond just the uh, different emotions that you'll have, having a routine, um, the chemicals in your body, digesting food better, your mood improves, you're now sticking to something that you can turn that one thing that's scheduled into one more thing, then one more thing. And before long, you have this schedule. Now, people talk about, well, I want to have freedom in my business. If all you're doing every day is worrying about your business, how is that freedom? Worrying about what to do next, how is that freedom? For me, and that's just personal, freedom for me is having a schedule that I know what to do each day. I don't have to think about it. That's not only success, but it's also like, I don't have to worry about anything because it's there. It's tangible. I just have to do it. And what makes the winners win is you just do it more than everybody else. It's inputs and outputs, cause and effect. That's all life is. Okay. Um, so like I said, sticking to your personal schedule and CGA is not thinking, treating clients with MOS, minimum optimum service, getting testimonials, taking screenshots, posting, 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 schedule your days off, schedule your time off, schedule your holiday time, schedule school holidays, have something so it doesn't creep up on you refining your schedule that's what we're doing right now and that's what i'm teaching you guys to do keeping your brain switched off is the hardest part it's when you're having the shittiest day possible all the bills are coming in you can't see any hope but once your alarm goes off on your phone you do what's supposed to be done you do that next youtube video you have that next facebook live you do it regardless okay ignoring the trends and staying super focused and consistent towards what's important not what people tell you is important does that make sense guys okay let's get a bit of feedback from this does that make sense guys what have you taken away from that so far then i'll look we'll look at the ten thousand dollar activities scary it's really scary okay i'm extremely brutally honest with this stuff um you can go to another business course and i guarantee it'll all be about mindset Listen to an audio. There's nothing wrong with that. There is, but I'm not going to get on my soapbox here and talk about it. Business is a schedule. Business is about doing inputs. There's no way around it. Okay. Like I said, some people are lucky enough to be an accidental preneur. I'm not. I didn't fall into it. I just worked my ass. I would just do it more than everybody else. And it's not to gloat. That's the only way I know how to do it. Let's look at the other mentors you guys love. Do you notice you see those mentors everywhere? All social media channels. As soon as you click on one Facebook ad, it shows you up on Google, shows up on Instagram. They're just everywhere. There's a reason for that. But if you get into business and people say this, get into business and say, I want to get into business, but I don't want to do social media. Unfortunately, I don't know how else you would do it because how else are people going to know about you? You're going to just hand out business cards around your local area. What happens if you run out of houses? What do you do? Do you move house? Keep circling the other suburbs? And before long, you're 50, 60 kilometers away from your house and that takes five hours a day? Or do I do a Facebook Live and 400 people show up? Do you see the weighing of actions and effort? Does that make sense, guys? Uh, Nusha, go for it. I've just got a question and I've been following you on YouTube um, all the time as well and, and the amount of, of posts that you do. 
obviously, you know, you, you've got a big product to sell that you're working on when you're starting out, which I do only a few months ago, um, I decided to, to set it up and everything. Okay. What is, what is, what would be to start off useful information to do so many posts that you think, oh, am I wasting people's time? Or is this something that people would be interested in? You know, where, where do you get the, go to the, the, list. the content go to the, from? Go to the list and you're already overthinking it. So we're not going to worry about that part. Okay. Um, which is common this way. So and as soon as you start thinking, will people get pissed off my posts? Forget about that part. Where do I get the information from? It's as simple as this. And again, we teach this in the course, but I'll give you the layman's version. All your content should do is answer common questions that your clients have. That's all I did for you guys across all social media. I have a list. So tomorrow, even though it's a day, it's not going to be a day off. It's Monday for me. I'm going to start with creating YouTube videos. I don't know if you guys can see this. I have a list of about 40 questions that you guys have asked me over the last two to three days. I'm now going to turn them into content. So that's how you find information. If my niche is weight loss, what are the common questions that people struggle with with their weight loss? What diet do I go on? Is this going to work for me? Do I have to go on keto? What's this mindset? And you are constantly answering those questions in could be a 30 second video. It could be a six hour video. It doesn't matter the length of time. And every day, every three hours, you're posting, answering that question. Because over time, what happens is, let's say I'm struggling with a spider phobia. Okay, and I'm really struggling. I want some help. I'm finally committed to getting some help. I'm going to go to YouTube and type in spider phobia. I want you to see your videos. I'm hoping your videos show up. I watch one of your videos. It makes sense to me. I go, huh, that's interesting. I never knew that. I'm going to click on another video, another video. I become a subscriber. I go to Facebook looking for you. I go to Instagram. I keep seeing you everywhere. And eventually I become your biggest fan. And now I want to work with you. But people dismiss. That's how people work. Um, who's ever bought something where the first thing you do before buying that thing, what do you go and do? You go looking at reviews, product reviews. What are people saying? A lot of people will message me on Facebook and say, Scott, I can be your in-house marketer. Let me do all your marketing for you. Okay. If you're a marketer, it means that you should have a lot of marketing content online, but I can't find them anywhere. That instantly is a red flag to me. So if you're calling yourself an expert in therapy, you may, you might well be absolutely. But if people don't know about it, it's only you that knows, what are you expecting? So if people are going to go looking for a therapist, knowing they've got a lot of choice, and I see you just on Facebook, but I see Nicola everywhere, like she's, I can't go out of, out of my head. My mind's going to be stuck on her because she's an expert. If you look up Tony Robbins, he's probably got tens of thousands of videos and pieces of content. There's a reason for that. It's inputs and outputs. Okay, there's no, there's no way around that. So to answer your question, you just answer common questions. If you go through all of my, just even my YouTube channel, every video is from a question that someone's asked me. It's not what I've thought about because that takes too long. I don't want to have to think I'm lazy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You actually create the contents from your feedback that you're getting, that Always. you've created, yeah. Always, because otherwise I sit there and go, I wonder what my audience wants to hear about. I'm going to tell them about why I became a coach. No one fucking cares why you became a coach. No one cares about your story. I don't care why Kathy became the world's best mentor. I just want to know how do I book her in? Cause she's freaking awesome. 
but we get caught in, especially with social media, talking about ourselves. My favorite, selfies with a quote. Isn't that motivational? Selfies with a fucking quote that's stolen from somebody else, which is really just an attention post. Okay, let's be honest here. But if I go to Emma with a real problem and she keeps answering my deepest, darkest secrets, like how the hell does this lady know this stuff? What does that instantly tell me about Emma? She must be an expert. And look at the results she's getting. How is it that I went to another hypnotherapist who said it would take six months, but I'm reading Emma's testimonials and this lady said it was done in half an hour. That's not right. I need to find out more about this Emma lady. But everywhere else I look, this is why I became a coach. This is, I see people trying to get stop smoking clients that are teaching in their videos, meta models. Why? Your clients don't care about that stuff. They don't understand promoting what you do. Now, everyone's going to say, should I go out and start promoting ACH? No. No one knows what it is unless it's you guys. Do you think average Joe down the road knows what ACH is? Do you think he knows the difference between ACH and NLP? Do you think he fucking cares? All he wants to know is, I'm going to pay you four and a half grand. Is this going to work for me? The only way I'm going to know if it works for me, I need to go find out more about this person. And you keep answering my questions over and over. Instantly, you become that expert. I become like a raving fan of yours. Does that sort of make sense? Would you guys agree that's how you guys would look for something? How did you guys find me? It's probably just bombarded with content nonstop. There's a reason for that. Does that make sense, guys? And I do the same thing if I went back to helping lawyers. And it's the same thing. Um, Natasha brought up Sarah Bakari before. She nails it. So much content. All the other top earners in our programs because they just do more than everybody else. Make sense? Uh, Julie, go for it. Um, I was going to say, I totally agree what you're saying. It's that kind of light bulb moment. And I think what Natasha was saying earlier and about with her and um, Sarah, it's the horses for courses, isn't it? Mm. You know, I, I chose your course where there might be other people that do conversational hypnosis. It's what you're drawn to. Mm. So I think that... Um, it's your personality, it's selling your personality with your content that, that plays people are going to buy, isn't it? Yeah, that's a big part of it. And the reason I don't bring that up at the start, because then everyone says, okay, it must be what I'm wearing. It must be the lighting. I don't want people to start thinking about the aesthetic stuff in your person because you'll change your personality. Right now, if you're starting out, your content's going to be raw. It's going to be shitty. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get flustered. First Facebook Live I ever did, I sneezed on camera in front of everybody. Who cares? Just keep going. Everyone laughed at it. I don't care. But that could have been like scary. What if it happens again? And I create like a sneezing phobia or whatever conclusion I come up with. And I stop doing. I don't care. I purposely wear old crappy clothes now because people say, don't do it. You'll make more money. It just shows you aesthetics doesn't matter. So forget about the lighting. You don't need special programs. You find common questions. And you get on camera and you answer those questions and you move on to another video, another piece of content. Every three hours you post. Okay, your personality will come into it later. So don't worry about it now. Does that make sense, guys? Now let's be honest, who shit's scared about doing social media? I used to be as well, but there is no way else around it. What do all the mentors say? As long as you get certified in masters and this and this, clients will come kicking down your door. But those same training companies are using ads and sales calls and all the stuff I'm telling you to use. Why don't they just sit in their office 
and wait for clients coming because that's not reality. Okay, if I want to go buy a new car, am I going to sit in my house and wait for the car to find me? No. So why the hell would I wait for a niche to find me? That's another stupid thing people get caught up in. My niche will find me. I'll just put out energy and meditate my way through it. Jokes aside, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody, but you've got to look at life as reality. If you want outputs, you've got to do a ton of inputs. Make sense? Uh, Emma, go for it. Yeah, Scott, do you change up what you're posting across the platforms? I understand with like YouTube, you might chop some of the videos for Instagram to make them shorter. Mm -hmm. But like with LinkedIn and, and Facebook and things like that, would you change up what you're posting or? No, so I'll give you exactly okay. how I do it. We're actually updating this in the 100K. We've got the, the schedule I used to use, which is intense. I'm going to give you guys a better one. So the way we do it now, I'm always optimizing. I'm always trying to take the schedule that I teach you guys, which is exactly what I do. I'm always trying to MOS it and optimize it to make it easier and better for you guys as well. So I have three YouTube videos that go live seven days a week. I'll create all my YouTube videos on Sunday. 21 videos takes me about two or three hours. Done. That's done for the week. 5 a.m. It goes live in YouTube. So 3 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 p.m. Everything starts with a YouTube video. When my alarm goes off, I take that same YouTube video, I post it across every social media, write a blog, do all that stuff. That's all my inputs. When nine o'clock comes, I get the 5 a.m. video and upload that. So my point is I don't change a thing. I copy the same title, the same tags across every social media platform. The only thing that changes is sometimes I have to chop the video up. Sometimes it's 60 seconds. Sometimes it's a minute, a minute and a half. That's it. So if you are live across all my social medias, you're going to see the same post 15 times. And then okay. three hours later, I'm going to do the same thing. And the reason that is, I don't want to confuse things. Yeah. Does that, so I'm repurposing everything. I can get from three YouTube videos, a whole day worth, worth of posting. Okay. And, and Facebook and Instagram, because they're sort of integrated, they don't punish you or penalize you for using the same content Turn across both off. platforms. Turn your brain off. If they did, everyone talks about shadow banning and this. It's all fake news. I've been doing this for more than 10 years and never had a problem. Okay. 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 So repurpose everything, 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 everything. Okay. Um, we use the same tags for Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok. I just copy and paste it. Mm -hmm. To post at my 9 a.m. posting time takes me two minutes done computer off go do what else i need to do like work on programs or whatever i'm helping you guys or running a course yeah. alarm goes off the only time i've got it off for the last three days because i've been teaching at 6 a.m tomorrow and regardless how fucking tired i am it's gonna go off gotta do the work okay it becomes robotic and very boring but it works yeah okay uh zoe go for it so question about answering the questions of your potential clients yep so for that, my brain just says, well, I don't know what the answer is to your problem. So do you, when you're niching, do you just find something that you feel comfortable answering or do you research the answers to the questions? Research. So when you're doing your symptom hunting and you're finding out what are the common keywords people are talking about, they become content as well. So when you're creating a piece of content, I'll clarify this, you're not solving the problem with your piece of content. What you are doing is you're alluding to that you know something a little bit more than they do. Now, what's crazy is if you really analyze all my videos, I say the same fucking thing in nearly every single video. 
because I know people don't watch it all the way through. And I know people need to be uh, told it a thousand times before it makes sense. So all I want here now is just your videos to show up knowing that 90% of the videos, no one will ever watch. It doesn't matter though. The fact it's there within your title and you can see why anxiety exists in your life when you're pregnant or whatever, people go, oh my God, that's me. Now, where did you get that question from? From the symptom hunting we show you how to do. Okay. And I just repeat that. And your video could be, in this video, let me show you why anxiety exists when you're pregnant. Did you know that your baby has anxiety? And that means you have anxiety. See you in the next video. It can be jokes aside, because it's enough where people get an aha moment. It's just a key small aha moment where they go, huh, I haven't heard that before. So it doesn't have to go super deep. It's just- It can't. It's just enough to prove your expertise. It could be 30 seconds long, 10 minutes long, doesn't matter. It's just enough to get people to watch another video and another video and see you time and time again. And if you do that alone, already you are going to um, have a clear distinction among every other therapist and coach that hasn't learned that. Because what are their videos about? Me. This is why I became a coach. My, This is why I'm telling you I'm rich, even though I'm broke. This is my mindset routine. This is how I journal. This is the universe. And then if I'm suffering from anxiety when I'm pregnant, I go, look at it. What does that got to do with me? But Emma's talking about why I have this. I need to go ask her. I need to find out about her and watch those videos. If you do that alone, you're already ahead of the game. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, Jackie, go for it. Just remind me of something. Actually, I saw a life coach with, she was wearing like a G string up her ass with her legs sort of up in the air and it was all posts about herself. And I scrolled past it. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. What? Coaches and therapists yeah. are taught to tell their story because it relates oh. to your clients. Who yeah, here wants yeah, yeah. to tell their story? I don't. I don't want to talk about me. And your clients don't care. You cannot believe me. You can argue with me, but it's true fact. You yeah. can include uh, parts of your life. You can, uh, But if you say a title like, hey, I'm Jessica, I'm NLP qualified, I'm a superb fantastic world's best coach and this is why i love tony robbins no one fucking cares i want to know jessica helped people with insomnia share your talents with me what is this girl about what does she know that i don't okay so i've never danced on tiktok i've never pointed at the screen to captions never done any of that shit i just get on a video like this i wear the same jumper same lighting Logitech camera, Blue Yeti microphone, Zoom, press record, get it done. Get it done as quickly as possible. Raw in your face. Who cares if you fuck it up? Move on. Make sense? Okay. And it's rough. Once you start doing it, it gets really, really easy. But you find the questions that you should answer from your clients, not from your thinking. Okay. As a trainer in ACH, Go steal all my content. I told you guys to do because I've done all the thinking for you. Okay. If you're in the anxiety niche, which I don't recommend you should be, but let's say you're in the sports enhancement niche, go to Facebook groups, get into those Facebook groups. What are people asking? What are the questions they're asking? Answer those. Even if the question you find, you think, oh, what has that got to do with anything? Make a video about it. It doesn't matter. But the fact it's there and you're answering something that way you don't have to think. Has anyone caught themselves at the start of a video thinking, I wonder what I should talk about today? You're already in the wrong place. You should have a list. You should be able to get 20-odd questions per week 
take you a couple of hours to do or get a VA to do it for you, then you've got a whole week worth of content. Make sense? You never have to tell your story. Who's happy about that? Thank God. No one cares. Okay. This whole relation to your story and clients, I'm sure it has some sort of effect, but not to the extent people make it out to be. Because then people are going to courses, learning how to tell their story on stage. Give me a break. Why? You're going to talk about yourself on stage. Why would anyone show up to that? Make sense? Uh, did you have another question, Jackie? Uh, yeah, sorry. Just with regards to your videos, I missed that slightly. So you're doing three separate questions every a day. day, basically. Every, every single day. And then you're, yeah, so you're posting that three times a day and then you're looping through 21 pieces of content per week. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's not 20. It works out to be 970 pieces of content per month, which works out what 200 odd per per week. Sounds like a lot, but it all comes from three YouTube videos. Crazy, right? We repurpose the hell out of everything. Okay. Yeah. You repurpose, so you're not reposting the same one. You're just re-videoing it in a Whatever videos go live on YouTube is my content for the entire day across every social media platform. Yeah. So 6 a.m. is a video, 9 a.m. is a testimonial or a quote. And it's usually a quote that one of you have said that I've turned into, hey, this is this, or you should charge per result, not per package. Just a little boring thing like that. So what I tell everybody, 12 p.m. or 12 is a lunchtime is another video. Three is another quote or a testimonial. 6 p.m. is a video. That's my day done. And then the next day, does it again. And again, do that seven days a week, 12,000 odd inputs a year. Okay, cool. Thank you. Go for it. No, go for it. So you batch your content? Yeah, only because I just find that easier. Okay. So if I just commit to doing it on a Sunday, I'll start at 7 a.m., work through to about 10. And that's having chopped the videos up, turn them into separate videos. Upload them into YouTube with a title, tags, put it on the schedule, 3 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 p.m., it's done. So when I wake up at 4.30 every day, 4.30 a.m. every day, one video has already gone live from the video I created on Sunday. I love that. And it's done. Okay. If you go into the 100K in week one, I show you that entire schedule. I even show you when I have a cup of coffee. Everything's scheduled out. And just just follow that. And we're going to be updating that that um, schedule to make it easier. But it, you actually be doing more, but it won't take you as much time. Okay, let, let's get past that. Everyone cool with that so far? Uh, Flora, question. Yeah, I, I don't have a question. I just wanted to add something. I don't know if I learned it from you or from another coach. No. Uh, there is a website that uh, you can go on and find out that what people are asking questions, what kind of questions they are asking regarding yeah. your niche, and it's called Answer the Public. Yeah, we showed you that. The problem with Answer the Public, that's one place. They don't update it a lot. Hmm. But it's a good place. You could put in weight loss and come up with 100 different questions. That's 100 pieces. Yes. It's a great start. What you can do as well, and I'll tell you this now, go find all your favorite gurus and steal their content. Because if it goes viral from them, it must mean it's important. You don't say exactly what they say, but you take their title and you come up with your own version. Steal it, okay? Why not? They're doing it to everybody. Another alternative, go to Facebook groups. What are they talking about? Strategy calls, 
need to strategy call. What common questions are your potential clients asking you? Write them down, turn it into content. All the videos I'm going to create tomorrow are thanks to you guys. It's what you asked me yesterday and the day before. Turn it into videos. Because if you've got that question, everybody else will as well. Okay. Take what other people are doing. If you've got your own opinion on it, talk about that. You're just using that same title. Okay. Make sense, guys? Happy with that? So that's the $1,000 a day things, $1,000 per activity. Let's finish this last piece off. All right. So if I was going to concentrate, especially for you trainers in there, uh, in here, if I was going to concentrate on doing the things that won't necessarily have a, an instant impact, an instant output that are long-term, think of long-term like Jeff Bezos, Amazon, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX. These are the things that they're putting their time on. Could you imagine Elon Musk being in this list right here, worrying about people? Do you think he cared that everybody said electric cars will be too expensive? Everyone's just happy with petrol cars. Do you think he cared what people said? There's a reason why he's worth something like $100 billion or something like that. But everyone says it's mindset. Who knows? These are the things we're concentrating on. These are the things of how you make big moves in your business. Amos innovation. So Amos is different than MOS. In Mac training, we talk about Amos, which is abnormal MOS. It's taking the MOS of your client results to the absolute extreme. Okay. Online programs, giving up on one-to-one. -one. You can only scale one-to-one -one businesses so high and you will run out of time. And as soon as you start running out of time, that time will start coming away from your marketing time. When it starts doing that, you've got to start to think of how can I serve many at the same time? Okay. Online programs are working on your business, not in it. Same sort of thing. Customer happiness. If you do have an online program or a group program, always working on customer happiness. Okay. So what will happen with this ACH program? I'll review this whole thing and think, what could I have done better? Could I have done less Q&As? Could I have done more? Could I have added this, take this part out because it didn't quite work? So the next time you do ACH, what do you think? Better than the last one. This is fucking awesome. Always iterating things and making it better. Ease of use for your product and service. That's a big one. Um, so if you've got like one-to-one -one services, can I go from face-to-face, -face, which requires my client to drive and park and maybe pay for parking, show up? Ease of use could be, let's do it all on, online. Let's do it on Zoom or Skype. So that transition alone, long-term is a $10,000 uh, per activity, long-term. Ease of use. Um, automated selling, adding webinars, long-term innovation, building a team, things like that. Completely solving an entire niche's problem to the extreme with the least amount of effort. Let me give you an example of this. I'm a high school dropout. Let's say I've got no qualifications, no nothing, no experience. But I managed through some willpower to create a tablet that completely cured a horrible disease, whatever disease you want to pick, a tablet. But it cost $100,000. You take the tablet once, you just have to swallow it. Within one second, disease is completely gone, will never, uh, will never come back. But I have no qualifications. Would you, buy that, uh, would you buy that tablet if you had the money and you were suffering from that disease? If it solved it completely. Okay, where people get caught up is they run into, well, I'm just new to the industry. No one's going to take me seriously. 
No one's going to listen to me. I'm not an expert. How can I help clients with anxiety or weight loss when I haven't had any experience in that yet? If you start thinking like that, you are now back to here. So your goal long-term should be keep iterating your skills, keep getting better and make your process, the way you do therapy, your online program, your courses, your mentoring, your trainings, so goddamn fucking good that they rival even the top experts. Should always be working on that. Systems. Otherwise, the reason he wants to pay is look, he's that. Sorry, guys, I just mute that. Uh, systems, scale, long term activities, trimming the fat. Trimming the fat means to, it's more ease of use. An idea of trimming the fat is okay, I would normally take five sessions with a client. Can I get it down to four by taking that homework out? Can I get it down to three without the audio? Clients are lazy, least amount of effort for your clients to get the best results. Do I need the homework and the audios? If not, get rid of them. If I know I need them, keep them. Always looking at trimming the fat. Uh, hiring and training better virtual assistants. Product improvements towards pill form. What's the easiest thing my clients can follow to get the best results? Pill form. Building your war chest of income, investments, retirement. Multiple streams of income could be Udemy, YouTube, short courses, things like that. That's the list I want to spend most of my time in. These are the actions I take every day. And I kick myself if I find myself in here. Getting away from this, though, will be the majority of your work, maybe for the next couple of months. You'll, you'll uh, move it. You'll evolve into this. Once this gets nailed and you're on top of this, then your time is to start doing this. So you might improve something now slightly that won't show up as extra income until three years from now. Then you'll look, three, look back three years later and thought, that's that thing I did. Now I'm getting the money from it. Okay. We have 1,200 YouTube videos. There's some YouTube videos now that I created five or six years ago that are still making me money today. Had I not done them back yet, I wouldn't be receiving the benefits now. Does that make sense, guys? So what you want to look at is your list as we finish this worksheet. Where are you spending most of your time? And does it represent your income? In most cases, it will. Okay? And if you're wondering, well, what, I, what do I do with all this, Scott? Get away from these minus $1,000 activities evolve into this. This is all, everything we teach you in the 100K, it's all in there for you. Don't have to think about it. Once you've nailed that, you then start to evolve in this. Once you start doing the five, 10s, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand per month, and you want to scale further, you don't bring in more one-to-one -one clients. You start thinking long-term, become a trainer, um, make online programs, host events, do seminars, long-term thinking, get away from the one-to-one. Any questions at all from that, guys? Uh, Candace, go for it. 